everyone. Welcome to Real Woman Real Estate Podcast, episode 10 of season two. You can woo. Yeah, you can woo. (laughs) Yeah, so I had to think about it. Y'all, can y'all believe we're already in episode 10 of the second season? Like, what is going on? No, it's going fast. That's that consistency, you know what I'm saying? I might break that up a little later, but that's that consistency. That's how it works. Okay, okay. Keep it going. I forgot I was on mute. No, I can't believe it's been that long. 10 episodes already. We have a super special guest, of course. Uh, We're going to be speaking with Mr. Andrew Howard. But before I introduce Andrew, got to give you a quote. And today's quote is, if you're going through hell, keep going by Winston Churchill. Let the church say amen. Amen. That's so spot on. I saw something earlier that said 2021 is is gonna beat 2020. Like it's on track, basically. So I hope not. Hopefully everyone is happy and healthy. But let's go ahead and introduce Mr. Andrew Howard. Andrew is a 30-year-old born and raised in Dallas, Texas. He's known to most as show. Andrew is a full-time real estate investor with a focus on wholesaling. He first got into real estate back in October of 2019 by working for another wholesale company. Andrew got fired in January of 2020 and started doing it himself full time. In his first year, his company cleared over six figures by closing on 14 deals. And as of February 2021, they have already closed 10 deals and have, I'm sorry, they've already close one deal and have 10 deals pending. So prior to real estate, Andrew owned and operated a food truck and catering company that failed after five years of business, which took a toll on his confidence. Real estate has changed his life mentally and financially. So thank you so much for coming on to Real Woman Real Estate, Andrew, and we're really happy to have you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So let's jump right in with the questions. First First of all, we we need to know like can you tell us how you got the the nickname of show please share man so this was in like middle school so all my good friends we've been knowing each other since like fourth grade up right so we was young and one of my pot one of my older partners actually he he was like you know what I'm gonna call myself Hollywood. Like he had got a name belt, you know what I'm saying? Like this, this when we was doing that. And so we was always together. So naturally people just started calling me show. You know what I'm saying? Cause if I, I was like, I'm kind of introverted, but when I'm around people, like I, I draw that attention. So they just start calling me show and it, it just stuck since then. It was Hollywood and show. He retired his name. I still live. I love it. I love the name belt. Like that's so Dallas. That's so Texas, the name though, with the bling on it. I can relate. I didn't have a name though, but I thought it was cool. How did you get started in wholesaling? So, so like I mentioned, uh, well, my now wife mentioned it to me back in maybe like February of 2019. My mom has actually been a real estate broker for over 15 years, uh, you know, just on the traditional side of real estate. But I never thought about getting into it myself. Uh, I always been an entrepreneur, but I was doing the food truck thing for five years, uh, got with uh, my now wife, who we had been friends for over eight years, um, and she kind of knew that we were having a down climb with the food truck business, you know, and I just kind of 
confided in her like, hey, you know, I've been doing the food truck for so long. I've been doing this for the last five years. This is what everybody knows me as. Like, where do I go from here? Like, it's spelling. Like, what do I do? And she just told me straight up, like, I think you'd be good in real estate. And so I'm like, okay, you know, what kind of real estate? She was like, check out wholesaling. So she, like I said, she mentioned that in early February of uh, 2019. I kind of brushed it off. We kept going with the truck. And then towards the end of 2019, it, it got really bad. You know, the partnership just failed, you know, and I was in a tighter position than I was. Uh, she brought it up again. And so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tap in. Uh, and so I started listening to some podcasts and heard some guys who had a wholesaling company here in Dallas. I had no real estate experience. And so listening to them, they were looking for help. So I'm like, man, I'm going to just take a shot. So my girl's like, you know what, let's doctor up your resume. You know what I'm saying? She put that I had real estate experience, you know. So I went and interviewed for those guys. They pretty much hired me on spot for a transaction coordinator for a position I had never did, but they thought I had years of experience doing it. Um, and so, you know, they put me in and I just hit the ground running, man. And I, I haven't looked back since. So you faked it until you made it. <laughs> yeah, this is straight up, <laughs> just like that. That sounds amazing. Well, first of all, <laughs> congratulations. I heard you say you're now wife, so you're newlywed. We actually got married. So we're having a, a a big reception. We're doing a destination wedding out in Dominican in November, actually Labor Day weekend. But our anniversary was just passed on the twenty first. She wants to get married on our ex physically married on our anniversary, so we flew to Vegas and did that. Oh, that's so awesome. Congratulations. I got married in Vegas. Shout out, shout out to Vegas, a random fact. It's a it's a Stop with people thing. It was, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Elvis was not there. Elvis was not in the building. It was it was classy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I also love how like she's the one who put you on to real estate and like encouraged you to get that going. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, she she definitely did. She put me on uh, one of who is now like one of my biggest inspirations. Like I said, we have been friends for a long time. So she put me on the Nipsey Hustle. And man, I caught on to him years ago and it was, man, he, he's been a big inspiration for me and my journeys. It's like, she, she put me on a lot of stuff, man. We, have, we got a pretty good relationship. So I'm uh, happy to have it for sure. That's beautiful. So, oh, and then I wanted to ask you about your food truck. Like what type of food y'all had? So the, the truck called Skew You, like skewers, Sish Kebabs. So we had grilled steak, chicken, shrimp, salmon, vegetable skewers, sausages on a stick uh, with chicken fried rice. We did a fried macaroni and cheese ball. The truck was popping. You know what I'm saying? Like the truck was popping. We just couldn't, we were just hustling, working in the business and not on the business. And so ultimately, you know, just running, 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 caught up to it. We didn't have that foundation. We were just trying to build a house with no foundation. And eventually it just kind of caved in on us. Yeah, that's key. That working in the business and, and not on the business is, is key. Shout out to... Um, our business credit expert, Taruka Coney, she talked about that uh, last season. But yeah. So back to real estate, can <clears throat> you explain some of the myths that you found out to not be true? Like once you actually got going into wholesaling, like what were some things that you thought you might run into that actually weren't the case? Man, everything I heard happened. Everything I heard about happened, you know, from people, from getting people under contract to dealing with sh other shady investors who try to steal your deal or, or undercut you, that's happened. You know, I mean, just two weeks ago, actually, um, Kim, at the house y'all came out to and looked at, 
there was a guy there who pulled the seller to the side and was like, hey, I can offer you this. And it's like, hold on, man, I'm standing right here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we had a conversation before, like, hey, I'm wholesaling this house. Don't speak to the seller about the price. And he literally did it right in my face. I mean, wow. we've had everything. Wow. People get undercover. We do all this paperwork, get them to close it, and then they back out. I mean, it, it's all happened. I done first call, got somebody on the contract, 20000 in two weeks. I mean, it, we done did it all. It done all happened. So how do you dispel also the negative connotation of wholesalers, you know, because especially in the, you know, on Facebook groups, everyone's like, oh, wholesalers, wholesalers. And it's like, it's a negative thing. But how do you stand out different from that? Man, I'm just upfront. We're just upfront and honest. And that's one of our uh, our values for the business, you know, just transparency. And when we came in talking to the sellers, that's what we noticed that other people weren't providing them. People weren't being honest with the fact that they were wholesaling. Um, that other people would be coming by to look at the house. So once we, you know I mean, we we meet people immediately. Like if I call you and we prospecting and then you sounded like, oh, I don't know. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, look, we done went online. We know you owe 30000 in taxes. We know you have this much in liens. This is what we can offer. You know, how can we work together? So we come with the facts and transparency off top. We don't even beat around the bush. I love it. Like don't Andrew, said, <laughs> Andrew said straight facts. <laughs> Straight back. Or just like, no BS. Your house is past due. <laughs> yeah, if you, if and you're you about serious to about it, yeah, if you're serious about it, then you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to BS. Let's put a deal together. This is your situation. This is how I got it. And if you're willing, let's put a deal together. And if you're not, then I can move on to the next person. At some point, wasting time. So I like that. Yeah. See, the, the you're dealing with those type of people, right? These motivated sellers. They're procrastinators. So that's how they got in this position in the first place. You know, and so that's where the patience comes in as well. So obviously I want to get right to the point, but these people, they still procrastinators. I can tell them that and say, hey, you know, the auction's about to open back up. You already in post-judgment, you go into a sheriff's sale, and they still want to think about it. You know what I mean? So it's just like, okay, do you got 38000 or what? You know, and they, and they still want to think about it. So it's just having that patience and really, you know, working with people and trying to solve a problem as opposed to, you know, just trying to make the sale. Yeah, we see that a lot though. We're dealing with that with two people now that Ebony was referred to Ebony and, you know, it's all of a sudden it went ghost. Yeah. Oh, but you were so ready to sell immediately. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, so you got this money or not? Like at some point the COVID part is going in, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Actually, don't see that. But like I said, these people. How do you um, find and source your deals? Several ways. And so I will say I, I have a partner. His name is Justin. Justin is more of the integrator. I'm more of the visionary. Um, and so I like to come up with good, crazy ideas, like disruptive ideas. Uh, and Justin kind of puts it together. So he does more of the lead generation. But we do do a lot of driving for dollars. We have a cold caller. And he likes to do what we call deep dive. And so with deep diving, we, we stack the motivation. So when we're looking for leads, we want to know what's their motivation, what's their reason for selling. And so some people will call just because people have back taxes. Well, we like to combine lists and see, okay, they got city liens, back taxes, and it's a probate property and no one lives there. So we like to kind of stack that motivation right now is what we're doing. And he does that. Um, so I couldn't fully break it down, but he pulls a lot of county information. Uh, we use PropStream. And so he he's kind of developed a system where he can stack those those motivated leads together. And then we just 
call those. If we can't get in contact with them, we knock on the door. We we send letters. We do everything we can to reach out to the people we know have multiple layers of motivation. That's so key is finding those multiple layers of motivation because, you know, until you hone in on that, like people waste your time, really, (laughs) you know, they, they, they feel more, more like they got time. They can explore their options, but stacking those motivations will definitely get them where you need them to be. So, you know, you mentioned before that you, you started off working for another wholesale company. What do you think like, made you successful when you first started off like in your own company what was like the secret to your success for you we just didn't quit we we embraced the the process of trying and failing you know what i mean it, whatever we didn't know like like I, i'm a i'm a serial reader like i read every morning i listen to podcasts every morning uh, geared to real estate geared to just financial education and things like that and like i said i, I had already had a business for five years we were working on a food truck 12 hours a day, six days a week. Like I've been half the hustle, you know, I'm self-motivated. And so when I started seeing what the income potential was, <laughs> that was enough for me. You know, working with the truck, like I said, we had it for five years, we made a lot of money, but without having those systems, the money just funneled out. And so, I mean, for five years, I wasn't even taking home over 20,000 a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we was making do with nothing. I mean, we was pinching, like literally pinching pennies. And then, you know, I started working for those guys and I'm working on commission and salary. It was cool. You know, they were paying me 36000 a year plus commission, but I'm a transaction coordinator. So I'm walking all day deals from contract to close pretty much. And so I'm seeing the spread. You know what I'm saying? From what I've been heard about on these podcasts, now I'm working with a company and seeing them do 20,000, 8,000 a deal, and I'm getting $75 a deal. And it's like, that's cool, but I want the eight racks. And so, you know, we just we just went for it. And I was, it was just there. It made sense. Yeah, like you see the money, you want to touch the money. And it sounds like having that experience from the fruit truck just like gave you that hunger to like buy any means necessary. That's what's up. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm gonna ask Courtney's favorite question because she's a she's a numbers girl. Can you walk us through a deal or the deal that taught you the most? Like break break us break down a deal for us. Okay, so I'm gonna break down a deal, and this is this was one of our. I think this was our third deal, our third or fourth deal, which is uh, still well right now our second to largest deal uh, that we've done. So we closed that deal and made $39,000. So I called the lady from uh, a probate. I got her from a probate list. Her husband had the seat and she was the owner of the house now. So I had been calling her and it was, we used on cold calls, we'll call people three times. If they don't pick up, then we'll dead lead them and recycle them, maybe start calling again another three months until they tell us no. And so I was on my third call with her and I left a voicemail. I, I left a personal voicemail for whatever reason. And she called back from that voicemail. And she said, hey, got your voicemail. A lot of people have been calling here and I'm not selling my house, but my sister is. And my sister told me the next person who calls you looking for your house, tell them to buy mine. And so uh, she plugged us in with her sister. You know, she was in Waxahachie actually. Uh, Me and my partner, we drove down there, talked to her and she had told me over the phone a price that she wanted. And I'm looking at the comps and I'm like, this is a steal at what she asking for. 
So let's go down there, walk it, talk to her, because you still got to play hardball with the sellers. You can't let them think it's sweet. So if they say, I want 90000 you like, I can do ninety. When they go to sleep, they're going to be like, shit, I probably could have got ninety five. You know what I'm saying? So even if it's a deal, I'm going to come in and be like, oh, that ninety too high. What if I can offer eighty six? And so that's what we did. We went down there, walked the property with her. She and I, I let her talk. She said, "Oh yeah, it's such a big house." And and that's when we start hitting those pain points and that motivation. And the pain point is, is you know, why are they looking to sell? So she got to telling us, "Oh, the house is too big. I've gotten so old. My kids live here with their grandkids, but nobody wants to help me. Nobody's mowing the yard. I broke my leg not too long ago. They wouldn't even help me. So I'm tired of being responsible for this house, and nobody's helping me with it." I'm like, cool. Well, we're here to help you through the whole process. You know, we're going to walk you through everything, open line of communication. And I said, you know, so what if I, I know you want 90. What if we can offer you 80,000? She said, I will work with you. But her sister was there. Her sister said, well, hold on, hold on. She was like, I think she should be able to get at least 85. I ain't even haggle it. I'm like, 85, are y'all ready to commit today? She's like, yeah, okay. Think I got a contract out of my car? Well, actually agreement. I don't like to say contract. Uh, because, you know, that's who, that's what you sign up with with T-Mobile when you feel like you're trapped. So we signed an agreement. You know what I'm saying? When they got the agreement, came back. I really like read that. It through them every, <laughs> read, read them every, every piece of the term. They agreed. She signed on spot. We worked it. Ended up having a buyer. And he ended up coming. He was like one of those loudmouth buyers. Like, I buy everything, this, this, and that. And he was solid. But he came down and he made our uh, seller really uncomfortable saying what. And this was before we start being 100% transparent. We didn't know what we were doing. It's our third deal. And so she's like, well, this guy's saying that he's buying the house. So what's going on here? And so it was just us trying to correct that and then get him to control his ego. And just, it was just a bunch of stuff. And then the survey ended up coming back wrong on it. So now he knows we're making 40000 So now he thinks he can hit us on the price. He's like, well, I can't pick it up at this price no more. I need it because it is. And so a lot of stuff went wrong. We ended up working it out. Gave up $1,000 to him. Still got, you know, the thirty nine. So it was, it was beautiful. What was the ARV on it? So you guys, what was the ARV for it? So, you know what? Give me just a second. I'm, I'm going to pull it up so I'm not lying to y'all. Oh, you can give us a round. 39,000 on a wholesale is amazing. Yeah, 39,000. I mean, I was happy when I got, you know, like 14K, but 39? Wow. Nah, for real. Now, and that's, we did another deal like that. Actually, actually, that was like 43 uh, for my house in Grand Prairie, but those are two big deals. Wow. Those are huge numbers. Huge numbers. Yep, and they were our third. They were our third deal. Let me see. We got her under contract. The ARV on the house was two thirty-eight. Wowzers! I got her under contract at ninety-two five. At ninety-two five. Ninety-two five. That's huge margin right there. And we ended up selling it at one, like one. I think we assigned it at like one. 45. Let me see. And then he ended up coming down on the price. So we made a 39.5 assignment fee. It don't say in here what we started started him off at. Yeah, so yeah, ARB was 238. We got it at 5. And what was the retail? I mean, repair. Estimated repair value. Uh, repairs, repairs for him were like 40 grand. So one night, So you, you essentially yeah. made about the same as he would make selling it. Exactly. That's exactly. And, and I, I don't think he liked Oh, well. 
Yeah, and you gotta meet those people that that aren't tripping off what you make. You know what I mean? Because you'll see that too, right? Well, how much you making? You know what I mean? I part the deal. I'm the I'm the procuring cause of this deal. Without me, there is no deal. Correct. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Facts. Yes, man. That's just that's those those are the type of numbers that make you stop and think and reflect real quick, like. All right, you know, it's not such yeah. a bad hustle and things like that. But you know what? All the articles right now in Dallas, uh, everything that's coming out, Dallas is popping, Dallas is hot, everybody's in Dallas, come to Dallas. How you how are you staying um with all the competition and things going on like that? How are you staying motivated? You know, so I, I like to look at I like to look forward to collaboration, not that competition, right? So that's I, a theme on this show. It's roughly roughly six to ten percent of the houses that market are going to be distressed so i don't know how many houses are in the dallas dfw market area but we can imagine it's millions so when you talk about six to ten percent of those being our market that's a lot of houses it's just it's just not that many wholesalers right and then it, it, it boils down to how deep you willing to go to get that deal what type of marketing are you on so i tell people all the time a lot of markets are oversaturated, but it's people here who have years and years of experience. In our first 12 months, we did over six figures. So, I mean, it's a room there somewhere, you know, and, and we already Absolutely. on track. It's quality, it's quality over quantity, number one. So there may be a, a bunch of wholesalers out there, but they're not saying what you're saying, right? You know what I mean? And it's that personal, it's that personal touch is only one you, right? And so, you know, everybody has their own spin. Everybody has their own script, if you will. You know what I mean? Or qualifying questions and things like that. But it's really, you know, it's really about how you connect with that person that's on the other end of the line. So that's spot on collaboration over competition. That is, that is one of Kim's things right there. So I love it. And then just kind of moving on, I wanted to touch on just, you know, with this whole COVID thing, like, like Ebony said before, this is going to end. This, this is going to change. And, you know, we actually, we don't know the future. Who would have thought we'd been in a pandemic for one year, number one. So with all of that going on, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? Because no matter what, at the end of the day, we just got to keep moving. It's just got to keep moving. Where do you see yourself in five years? Business wise. Uh, five years. I want to be, I want to have this company, we still going to do wholesale, we still going to have this company, but I want to have it automated to where I'm, I'm fully hands off uh, in this business. And I want to do a lot more with commercial. So generally, even in high school, my, my ultimate goal was to, well, at first it was to be a hotel or resort manager, but now I'm in real estate. I'm like, well, I want to be a hotel resort developer. And so uh, that's my ultimate goal. And so in five years, I'm going to be doing a lot more in the commercial space, personally. What are your personal investments now? I know you, I mean, obviously we've talked a little bit and you said you guys were getting into doing some of your own. Are you, you know, what method are you using? Are you flipping? Are you buying and holding? What are you doing? Or what are you looking to do? Right now, we haven't technically done anything besides wholesaling. I do own, uh, I am, me and my partner did purchase a quarter anchor out of South Dallas by Fair Park. Uh, we're going to be able to put six uh, modern townhomes on there. So that's going to be a development we're going to start working on towards the end of this year. And it's crazy because we got that land through wholesaling from a church 
and we got that quarter acre, which is broke down into two separate lots for 10,000 a lot. So 20,000 total, we'd be able to put 1.2 to $2 million development on there from a from a 20,000 investment. We went ahead and bought that cash. I actually was going to wholesale it, because I didn't know no better. And uh, my partner, who's a developer, I took it to him, and he was like, man, I would buy this from you, but I ain't even going to do you like that. He was like, let's just go in on it together, and then I'll show y'all how to develop it. And so, you know, it's just good to have people like that out here, because he could have took that line and killed Hell you know yeah. So I didn't mean to say this you know, like that, but that just resonated, right? Because there's so many people that would have just took you for it. was like, oh yeah, young blood, let me go ahead and get that off you. And <laughs> just would have kept moving. Yeah. You it's know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So man, I love who whoever did that and talked you up like that. That was dope. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that was important. Uh, yeah, for sure. I got a lot of love. That's my boy Will. He do some real estate development, also do some financing. His name is Will Sire. So yeah, he, he definitely tapped in, man. He showed a lot of love on that. We're gonna make a lot of money together on that project, man. So, you know. And then just what you're gonna learn from it to where you can grow from it and do your own thing in the future. It's not even about the, at, at that point, it just becomes like what you're gonna learn from it and what that experience is. So, no, this has been dope. It just sounds I, like you're doing some great, doing great stuff. What are you gonna say? To answer, uh, finish answering, Kim's question, uh, we're looking to uh, get some rentals. I personally want to have a rental portfolio of at least 10 this year, me and my wife, my business partner, out, and I'm, I'm speaking outside of the wholesaling. Uh, my business partner wants to get into a lot of creative financing, and then obviously we want to expand this company as well and grow it. We want a commercial building that we own. We don't want to lease a building, uh, so we're looking into, to, we're working on that as well. We have, um, us personally, went and saw a house that Andrew has wholesaling um, yesterday that we we're extremely interested in. We just waiting on them numbers to come back, right? Because uh, it was some pipe burst in the house. So, <laughs> but it's, it's a solid property. And what we do like is that, like you said, he's very straightforward with the information that is given, you know, and we think his numbers are pretty on, t on par because that's a lot of things. One of the misnomers with wholesalers is that they just, they hike up the ARV and then they lower the repair value. And actually they're pretty on point, you know, outside of the pipes bursting, I'm pretty sure the, the, the repair value was done before that, that incident. So it's going to hike it up a little bit, yeah. but at the same time, I think the numbers that we've seen so far from Andrew that he gives us is pretty on point. So I do like that aspect. And I think that's a big misnomer with a lot of people because a lot of these wholesalers, they just throw out some numbers, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, the ARV is this, where, how, where'd you, how'd you get that? You know? And I feel like you guys are actually doing your legitimate research and putting in the effort to give factual numbers. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's my job, so I'll take that as a personal compliment. <laughs> All right, well, you on your job, brother. <laughs> so, Andrew, this has been great. Your story is so inspiring. We've learned a lot, but it's time to have a little fun. Just a little bit. So we have this thing Let's where go. we call it rapid fire, okay? So the, the idea is we're gonna ask a question, all right? And you just come up with the first thing that comes to your mind, all right? Don't think about it too far. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna go first. You you in your car, you riding around, right? You just got a, a good deal of clothes. You happy. What are you listening to? That's mine. Nipsey for sure. I'm jamming some Nipsey. Nipsey. I love that that dedication. That's my gym song too. Like, I love that. 
I'm not. And gonna that speak. new one, yeah, yeah, that new one that they just came out with with uh, with Jay Z, that song goes hard. I'm not sure if you heard that one. Oh yeah, man, Jay Jay Z is my favorite rapper of all time. Like, yeah, same here. Same. Same. Yeah, he he dropped some bars. I mean, I had to go back and listen to it. And sometimes with Jay, you just got to go back and listen and then listen again. And it just, you hear, every time you just hear something you never heard before. But when he dropped that one, that was, he dropped some heat on that one with Nip. So that was cool. The, the way, the way he put the words together and just a business sense, both of them, man, I inspired by both of those guys. But yeah, definitely, I'm definitely putting on, putting on some Nipsey after, after a deal. Absolutely. So I'm going to have to steal Emily's question. <laughs> oh um, uh, just, you know, books, you know, like, uh, are you a book reader, number one? Because it may not even apply. You read books? Like, you're into books? I'm I'm a serial book reader. Oh, shit. Well, then let's break it down. That's the second time I am reading. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so the, 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 the book that is, you know, oh, you know what? I'm going to hit you with the Sarah Palin. What's the last book you read? The last book I read was Never Split the Difference, Negotiating. Oh, that one just came book. up, man. Yeah, number one negotiation book right there. Did you, um, what was like, you know, what was the nugget that really struck out to you? You have something real quick? nugget that stuck out was, I mean, the name of the book. You know what I mean? Like, like getting your number. Like, it, it's all about getting your number and being able to read the other person in a situation Listen. and kind of come off and kind of come off with your number so you can get what you want. Not meeting in the middle, not settling for what they give you, but literally getting your number. Um, and that just comes from listening to the person you're negotiating with and knowing the deal before you go into it. Solid. That book is so clutch. Like, that's like a staple. Courtney, you know I read that book. Stop playing. <laughs> I their books. Oh, I'm going to get yeah. into it, I swear. That's that's on the, the goal of this year's. Let me get into these audibles because I don't have time to read. Read, so it's gonna happen. Andrew, are you like a page turner? Do you listen audible? I'm I'm a page turner. I'm a page turner. I've read one. I've listened to one book on Audible, and I actually still read it twice. And this is this is the book that kind of made that transformation. That's gonna be thinking grow rich. I got it right here. I love it. And you can listen yeah. to that on YouTube. You don't even have to pull up Audible. It's good to that's, drop those numbers that's, that's, though every now and then in the car. That, that's just a good one, just to have it feeding in the back of your psyche. My turn. Oh, okay. Oh, I think she was saying it was good. That's just a good book to have. Period. You know. So outside of Dominican, what is the next trip you are looking forward to? When well, COVID is open, Texas is open, but when the rest of the world opens outside of Texas, what is the trip that you want to, or where is the place you want to take your wife? We were going to honeymoon in Bali, mm. but they shut that down. I'm, I'm confident that after Dominican, that's probably where we're going to go. We actually are supposed to be going to Hawaii for my birthday, which is the month before we go to Dominican. But that ain't set in stone yet, so you know. Hawaii is open. That's one of my favorites. It's right there. Hawaii is open. I'm trying to go to Bali in November. Man, check out Maui. Yeah. That's one of my favorite islands. Oh, that's dope. In November, Bali. All right. That's, that's, I'm trying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel you. We'll see. So, man, the way, the way these vaccines are rolling out, they say it's, it's going to happen. So, 
if that's the case. But yeah, shout out to Texas. Just saying, hey, you know what? We're just going to jump the gun real quick and we just going to go. Y'all be safe out there in them Texas streets. Shout out to Texas. That's shout out to y'all. Yeah. You know, my, my former, my former state. Man. I got the blues. I got the blues right now no, in Cali. <laughs> no, see, we're completely shut down. We're completely shut down. It's like a tale of two Americas. So, you know, I don't know how people feel about that, but. Where are you? I'm in uh, the Bay Area, San Jose, California. Okay. Okay. San, San Diego is my favorite travel spot. I love, love, love. love. Oh, I love San, San Diego. Diego. Love San Diego, Carlsbad area, all of that. It's just beautiful. Beautiful, taking that drive down one. Oh man, it's just nice. So yeah, 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 beautiful. Yeah. Well, we could talk about this all day, but I really, really uh, appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming through. This has been. Uh, I know we're popping in and out, but this has been uh, some good nuggets. And I wish you all the best in your future and your success. And thank you for your time. I hope we come back, man. When you uh, when you on the commercial tip, come back and drop some nuggets for us. Oh yeah, man. Hey, by the time by then y'all will be you know, y'all will have them interviews lined up, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Andrew. Bye. All thank right, you, Andrew. Y'all.